the only difference between being in your power and being in your own prison is perspective. And on today's episode, we have one of my teachers, one of my sages, the man who single-handedly every time can share the words he shared on this episode to get me focused to see the game and has literally saved me from going out of business or out of life hundreds of times with what he has shared in this episode. And so without further ado, let's get into it. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George Show. And uh, you can laugh at me for a minute because I just picked up my cup of coffee to take a sip and uh, it's empty. And uh, it's empty because today's guest and I, who is one of my brothers from another mother, my my soul brother, like, I don't know, my soul husband, me, him, and Stephanos have our little soul husband tripod, is joining us today. But before we started... In typical fashion with the incredible man that today's guest is, and I'm so excited to share the wisdom, is is we've spent the last hour and a half in tears, uh, primarily mine, and being led and guided from this incredible man who is one of my mentors, who I hang on to every word and piece of wisdom. And so without further ado, I am 100% honored and excited to have my brother Nikhil on the show. Nikhil, welcome to the show. Wow. Um, What an introduction. What an honor. What an honor to, to dance in this space with... Um, one of the human beings that I, well, you are the human being I consider as my, my spirit animal, my spirit guide, and such an anchor for excellence and authenticity and brilliance. And I'm just madly in love with you across all dimensions and so honored to be here with you in this space. I am so glad that before this call, I got to release so many tears because they're welling up right now, but I feel like they're a little empty. So I'm still feeling them. They just feel like tears of gratitude and humility and and genuinely, um, you know, for everybody, everybody listening, uh, I'm about to ask Nikhil a question because I, I hang on to his every wisdom. But in the lens of transparency and, and for a word that Nikhil will laugh at of servant leadership, you guys have heard me really get loud and aggressive about the fact that it pisses me the fuck off that entrepreneurs and people are made to think that every day is supposed to be a good day or every day is supposed to be easier, that it's supposed to look a certain way. And here's what I'm going to tell you is that you get to honor yourself wherever you are and whatever it looks like and whatever it feels like, because we get to make those moves. But this man is one of those men. And last night I had the rumination machine going crazy as I'm navigating Lindsay and I getting divorced, but being closer than we've ever felt and making plans for our kids and life feeling like it's falling into place around while simultaneously the duality feeling like it's all falling apart, but only for my benefit and tears are normal. I'll remind you there's only one animal in the kingdom that can't automatically drain their lymphatic system and their stress without movement. And it's a human being, right? And so it's completely okay. But I'm saying this because this man is that man. And so last night, 
when I can't sleep, when I'm ruminating, he's who I think about. And last night I took a labradorite from my dear friend Bella who gifted it to me, it weighs like six pounds, and I put it on my heart. And I held it on my heart and I felt the feelings. I felt the tears. I felt the sadness. I felt the releases. I felt the anger. I felt the shame. And then I felt nothing but love and clarity. And this man just came into my heart and how perfect today we had it scheduled. We're on the show. And then I opened my calendar and here we are. And so his words mean the world to me at a way that I sit here and I listen and I take them all in and I have no agenda for this show other than to listen and share the brilliance of this man with everybody here because he is one of the most giving, gifted, loving, strong men that I've ever known and continually leads and supports me. And so I felt called to share that because I'm about to ask Nikhil a question. <laughs> and I feel like the answer is going to be in relationship to this morning and you'll hear it. And so... Um, Nikhil, I, I know your mastery, your wizardry, and, and we'll get into all of that, but mm. you you genuinely feel like my own little walking pocket Bible of like Thich Nhat Hun occasionally, where I just always have these little reminders that so gently, gracefully pop in with your wisdom. And I just feel called to ask you, like in, in, in knowing, like we have so many entrepreneurs just like us that listen to this show and so many people in the world right now. And you're noticing this and feeling this and we can see it across the board, but like, I'm just going to sit back and listen and say, Hey, my friend, what is your like piece of wisdom or nugget or golden download for people right now in this space? Because you so eloquently spoken to me this morning. Mm. Oh, wow. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this space just to share and to weave and, and look what's alive. What's most present is, the, the knowingness that we are worthy beyond measure, irrespective mm. of anything that we do, anything that we feel, we are born worthy because we are life. You are life. You are creation. You are love. You are all that is. And you are also darkness. You're also the depths. You're the, the lessons, the learnings, the challenges, the wisdoms, the pain, the tears, the, the blood, the joy, the smile, the connection. You're all of it. And there's nothing that anyone can do, say, or that you can do or say that can take away your innate birthright, that you are creation, you are life itself. And owning that, owning that fully, accepting that, reconciling the light and the darkness with that surrender and that servant leadership and that recognition that you're it, you're here, we're here, Mm. and, and that is enough. So that's what comes through. God. Well, space. I'm going to, I, I love it because I want to ask you a question about it because you articulated this to me so clearly this morning. And, and every time I like, just for context for people, I would consider Nikhil one of my, my mentors. He's one of my dear, dear friends and we, we equilaterally exchange, but I would consider him one of my mentors. And every time I ask you about this or when I'm confronted or in constraint, you, you always seem to so effortlessly break it down into the ingredients that I can control. And one of the things that you you talked about, and I hear this word a lot in consciousness, right? I hear this word thrown around and I love the word, but honestly, sometimes the word even confuses me and like, mm-hmm. it's, dua- it's duality, right? It's, mm-hmm. yes. it's something that's so easy to describe when you're on the other side of it, but when you're in it, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's hard to see. And, and I found that like every time you reflect it back to me, but I, I can understand it, but your way of breaking it down and even in what you just said of like, 
there's no one else coming and no one can take anything away from you, but it's also up to you can feel like such an overwhelming, right? We see it all the time. The answer's in you, the answer's in you, the answer's in you. And we're like, well, yeah. And the answer doesn't help pay the bills right now under the constraint of knowing like I shouldn't sacrifice and then boom, boom, boom. And you talk about this so eloquently and I've never heard it broken down like this, but I would love to hear your thoughts on that. So it's, it's, it's fascinating that we have this innate drive to problem solve and sense make and give context to and orient around things. And the reality is, the reality is chaos. It's, mm. it's, it's a mystery. It's an unknown. And within that, we're on this, on this vessel navigating this almost endless, boundless ocean trying to make sense, trying to find orientation. And when the waves come, when the storm and the lightning bursts, we try to find a sense of purpose, a sense of identity, a sense of survival. But when we go into fear and when we doubt that the ocean is also us, we simply just create or recreate that same energetic over and over and over again. And why would we create a construct like that? Well, it allows us contrast to feel into the crevices of our being, to expand, to advance, and to grow, and fundamentally come back to our center, come back to the only thing that is actually true, which is presence, which is what is alive and what we are actually feeling and being in the moment. The rest is a story. And we are masterful storytellers. And the mind will gravitate towards telling stories around things to give its sense a self of validation and purpose. Because innately, those egoic constructs are afraid of dissolving into nothingness because they don't feel seen, they don't feel heard, they don't feel held or integrated back into the heart. And mm. this journey is about us learning to keep our heart open amidst the storms and the barbs and the thorns of life. And it's really an art piece more than it is like a, a, a script or like a set of rules. Mm -hmm. And it's reconciling that that allows us to find some sense of peace. Yeah, well, one of the things that you said to me this morning or yesterday or whenever in one of our audio exchanges of you, you guiding me and, and it landed at the perfect time. I, I want to. I actually want to give some some translation to this in my language for everybody listening because this lands for me at like a very very massive level. But even in what you were saying, in hearing that like fear and anxiousness and that constraint, right? Like thinking about that current situation, right? Like mm. the duality that I'm speaking about that you you nailed is that like in this moment. Schrodinger's cat exists. There's multiple truths at the same time. Yes. And the truth I choose to focus on is the one that I will bring more of. And mm. so I want to tie some things together for my brain and also for people listening, because I've thrown out quotes like this. I've had Sharfin on the show. I've quoted Wes Watson, who some people know, but I love Wes. He's crazy as shit after spending 11 years in, or even longer in federal prison. Now he's boom. But Alex said this and he said, you don't have the business you want because you haven't become the person to run it. And then Wes says, your bank account balance matches your level of personal development because perspective is everything. 
for those that don't know what Schrodinger's cat is, it's just a, a psychological theory that multiple truths can be true at the same time. There's not mm. one truth. There's multiple truths. And the, the way that they teach this is if you put a cat in a box and you can't see the cat, is the cat alive or dead? You don't know. Mm. Both can be true at the same time. In a moment's notice, it can change from one to the other with no outside evidence on what's there. And so it's this really interesting thing. But the reason I'm saying this is you said this to me so well and, and in books and in reading. Tony Robbins said this in a clip uh, with Theo Vaughn on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, but he's like, when you have anxiety, when you have fear, when you have anxiousness, when you have overwhelm, when you have what we would call a constraint, there's only one muscle, one muscle that eradicates all of them and it's gratitude. And what you said to me, and you always remind me of this, is that there's no destination on the other side of the feeling. There's just gratitude on the other side of the feeling. And that one for me has anchored it in because in that same lens, what I see to be true, and I can share stories of this, of like, there were so many moments in my life and business where I was convinced it was all over, right? And it's because my brain could only see how I had gotten there. But the emotions, the constraint, the breakdown, I'm about to walk away from this company. I'm going to give away a food blog and all these followers and boom, 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 right? Feeling like the most scary everything ever. And then when you make the decision, nothing but space comes on the other side. But it wasn't because there was an action. It was just our perspective, right? And so when I when I hear you say this, what it, what it does for me in that duality, it feels like you're hitting my elevator button. And it's like, I know I feel like this. I know it feels like shit. I know it's like right now I can feel the constraint. I can feel the mm. pressure. Don't know where this is coming from. But in that same lens is in that moment when you sit and you breathe into it and you hit the elevator button, the situation doesn't change, but our perspective of it mm. does. And as this perspective elevates, what we're doing for lack of better terms is removing ourselves from our own pill bottle that we're stuck into and taking the lid off. And then we're moving up to look at the situation from a neutral outside perspective, removing the emotion so that we can make a decision that's based on where we want to go instead of in reaction to the emotion of where we were. Is that fair? It's, it's b beyond fair. And the, the very kind of simple analogy or shape I'll, I'll present to just say that same thing. It's like imagine a triangle. Right at the top of the triangle, you have the point, and then you've got the two below. The two below are like light and darkness. Mm. And they're, they interplay between each other in this perception of, of duality. And when you're in it, when you're on that line, it feels linear. And you're either, you're either in either or. But when you rise to the apex and transcend it and see it for what it is, you dissolve the, the polarity. And then you come with that spaciousness and then receive the next step. Yeah. Yeah. And this like, God, like my brain is going crazy with books right now because I also had this incredible author, Jamie Smart on the podcast, right? And his book, which is so funny, the book is really about toxic thinking, right? There's mm. no Monday, there's no Sunday. Mm. But at the undertone of that book also, it's like, it's right now. And the results we have are dictated, but whatever choice we choose in this moment for an input. Now for everybody, I'm going to break the fourth wall here because I feel like when I die, a room full of psychologists is going to want to cut open my brain and be like, what the fuck was that thing? Like, that's what it genuinely feels like for me, right? And in that, 
in that same lens, it's really interesting because I think about all the years of personal development when I used to be a personal development coach and all this, they teach it, right? Be, do, have, be, do, have, right? Believe it in. Abundance is all around you. It's how you choose to see it. And I have nothing but evidence in my life, in business and in everywhere, that every time I choose that where I'm like, oh, this isn't real. Okay, cool. My number one client left. Amazing. And my life isn't over. Where's the lesson? Where's the opportunity, right? The moment we can change the perspective, what it gives us is clarity on like what inputs we can create and what we can put in. But what I love about Jamie's book is like, it's now. Presence is now. And every moment I allow myself or that story that you talk about to stop me from being present, I'm actually removing my ability to put in any inputs right now that would create the situation to be different. And I lost for so long because I waited for the story to stop running rather than just taking action. And the action is what rewrote the story as long as the action was aligned. And one of the things that I love about you and what you said to me so eloquently is that to summarize it, there's no finish line. It's just through, right? It's just feel the feeling. And on the other side of it is typically clarity or a breakthrough or maybe nothing but space, but space is still a gift as well. And, and I feel like where, where we win the game and, and what you're talking about is like when we recognize in a moment that we don't like the story that's being told, I just read this book by Robert Dotz and he talked about this and he's like, you're staring at the screen. You don't like the movie you're watching, but you keep trying to go to the screen and change the movie. And he's like, but if you just open the projector and change the slide in the projector, the entire movie in front of you changes. And he's like, but your brain is the projector and the stories you tell yourself dictate what movie you watch. And no matter which way I slice it, no matter which way I run away from it, no matter which way I try to hide from it, the, the truth is, is to summarize what you said to me so eloquently is that, or even abundance and scarcity or any of that is that we have to be grateful for what we have, but that's presence. It's really understanding what our full current state is. And that might be in emotions, that might be in sadness, that might be in constraint, but we actually have to honor that space. We can't make it wrong. It's when we make it wrong that we bring more of it because we're just resisting and resisting and resisting. And so I've said this before and I say this again, clarity is the finish line because in that moment, it brings you to this present moment. It doesn't solve the answer. It gives you the opportunity to actually try to though. And without it, the story just runs us and runs us and runs us. And then the behaviors align to it, which is why we have the SOS model. But really, it's just that state change. But, you know, for me, like with Alex and that and them saying that now I genuinely understand because when we look at people in business and they have the same thing, I'm like, oh, my God, they just lost their number one client, except their number one client was a half a million dollars a year. <laughs> and there's a whole lot more decimal points that follow that. But if you really look at the information, it's the same and they're choosing how to, for lack of better terms, use their time and energy. And so for me, I try to be obsessed about being a triage nurse. Like at any moment, if I know what's happening around me at every level, I can pick and choose where I pour my energy. And I feel like if I do that more positively than I do in reaction to the past and I'm like plus two for the day, I win, right? And I, I just always try to stay plus one, plus two, but that's that's how I, I hear it. I don't know if that was made sense or was helpful, but like the, I just had to process that in my brain. Mm. And I'm so, I'm so, so glad you you did. And I just love like... I love just, this is, this is the, the beauty of like, 
we're able to play and explore an idea and shift our perspectives and look at it from different angles. And in doing so, we actually get more clarity. And that's part of the dance. That's part of like being in the, in, in the flow. And there's like, there's one, like, you know, Alan Watts quote around like this whole, this whole perception, like just as the wake doesn't move the ship, the past does not move the present. Right? And that's, that's always kind of sat with me. You're on the ocean, you're in this, you're in this vessel, you're navigating those waters and you're looking at the horizon and in the moment you're reorienting. And as a result of that, the wake is actually shifting its direction, right? It's not like it's, you're in real moment shifting the future and the past in real time because mm -hmm. the point of power is now. It's, that's the access point. Like being in the body to be able to connect to that is the peace and the heart. Yeah, well, Simon Bowen actually, Simon I love, but he teaches this. He, he was giving a presentation and he, and he teaches this to people on like how most people don't choose to self-sabotage. They simply behave their way away from it, right? But when he talks about the difference between average and elite, really there's only three buckets that we live in, right? We have, we have um, insight, right? Which is right now. We have hindsight, which is in the past. Then we have foresight, which is in the future, right? And, and how he breaks this down. And he's like, I can tell you the difference between average and elite because an average person will spend about 20 to 30% of their time in hindsight, right? Feeling anxiety, fear, shame. Then they'll go out into the future in foresight, thinking about their vision. But instead of being excited about it, they'll actually feel shame and anxiety like they can't do it. And then the emotions of both of those only allow about 40 to 50% of the time to be in the current, which is insight. But instead of applying anything new, we're reacting emotionally from the foresight and the hindsight and it's keeping us stuck. And he's like, the only difference is that an elite person looks at it all the same, except they go into the past about 10% of the time. Mm. But the moment they find a lesson, they stop and they apply it. And then they go into the future about 10% of the time just to make sure they're heading in a direction that they're aligned with. But they spend 80% of their time in adjustment and creation mm. in the middle. And so it's really focused, but then to even tie this together, like what we're really talking about is using divergent thinking and state changing our current situation, right? Well, we read the books on how to do it in our business, get different by Mike Michalowicz, hundred million dollar offers by Alex Ramosi. We're, we're literally like divergent thinking is the secret to growing and scaling your business. Amazing. Wouldn't divergent thinking be the secret to growing and scaling yourself as well? Mm. Because when you can look at your situation in that perspective and say, well, that's one story. What's another one? What's another perspective of this same situation is the same thing. And so if we love it in business and we know it works in business, then we should probably apply it to the source that touches everything in the business. Yes. Yeah. Pre precisely. And then bringing it all back to the notion that there is really nothing outside or external in you. Everything exists in relation to you as an expression of you and all sourcing mm -hmm. from you. And I, I love in sight because etymologically, you're in the sight and our perception, this consciousness is, it's an aperture. It's a, it's a focusing mechanism and a lens when we're, when we're open and we receive and we see and we feel and let in more light. And when we feel the resistance, we contract and go into the darkness. Yeah. It's, it's and what's so, oh, and God, number one, your words. I love your words. Oh my God. Um, 
but I even want to paint a picture for everybody because I'm just remembering some of these. But like, even if, if you're an entrepreneur right now, you just think about this and you think about the first six months of your business, like the first time you ever made money, right? You ever sold a product, you ever sold a service, you ever sold anything, right? When you did that, in that moment, you were convinced that that was the most you could charge, the most you were worth. And now you're smirking at me and you're already saying, fuck you, because you know exactly where I'm going. Because if you think about that same situation in that moment, the story was probably the same. I can't charge more. I can't do blank. I can't do blank. But now in looking back, it almost feels like you can't even remember it because your perspective is so different. But in that moment, nobody came. Nobody did anything. You tried or tested something a few times until it worked. And then eventually the evidence was there for you to charge more money. And that is always going to be the game. And it's always going to be the process, but we forget. And that book, the little book of clarity also lets you know there is no finish line. There is no anything, right? The moment you hit a level, right? You study the hero's journey. Everybody loses because they think it ends when you slay the dragon. No, the last step is when you return to teach it to the village. And then the moment you do, it unlocks the next dragon. Not like you get to coast forever. No, like we read the books, but we got to remember the path that they're following. And so like, that's what comes up for me over and over in the lens of this. Mm. I, I, I love the lens of our life as this, this, endless, this endless quest. It's an, an endless mythological quest through which we get to experience the eternity of self. Like, and uh, something that I think we've alluded to in this conversation, which, you know, may or may not be something that lands or is kind of present in the context, which is our, our perception, our awareness is infinite. It's eternal. It's when, when, this, when we move and transition from this physical reality what is left? Well, it's what you've cultivated within yourself and your capacity to navigate the vessel and to be in that presence. That is all that we have. And this is a school supporting us in learning how to hone that ability and then the gifts that we cultivate to give that to the world as the fruits of that labor, as almost like the relics from that quest that you embark upon after slaying the dragon, Right, that's, the, that's, that's a lens that supports me in, I guess, getting out of the head and more into that imaginative, playful, um, mythic aspect of our being, which is such a deeply mm. archetypical and not just kind of purely at the, the realm of like the conscious layer. Because this is a, a full spectrum game that we're playing here. It is. And in that in that lens and and I love this so much. I'm going to go practical for a minute because we're getting ready to wrap this and don't worry everybody. Mr. Nikhil and I will be doing this a lot. I have a feeling because I could do this all day, but we also I also didn't want to give you guys a 3-hour podcast cuz if Nikhil and I just hit record, uh it will go forever. And Nikhil, I actually like my heart is like ringing a little bit and I don't know if in 460 something episodes I've ever even this conversation has been abreasted or brought up or even a, a topic in which I love. But now in that lens in practicality, right? Like mm. we hear this all the time of like, oh, the answer's in me, the answer's in me, mm. right? Like I, I'm not here to tell everybody like that's an easy thing to feel. But at the end of the day, it's our vision, it's our life. And we can't control how quickly we find that clarity for ourselves, but we sure as shit can control how quickly we put more ingredients in the oven 
to figure out what that is. And from a practical lens, Nikhil, you've helped me a ton in so many numerous ways, but like for anybody even listening to this, who's feeling anything like we have talked about or in any semblance of that, like what's a typical, like an actual practical way that they can in a minute or two have a practice or a feeling or a release or something that would support them in the state change. Mm. And the most, we were talking about simplicity on our earlier conversation together and the profound like magic and priceless value in that. And the most simple facet of our life, which is already part of our natural toolkit is the breath. Mm -hmm. and, and the breath isn't just a tether to life, but breath is life. life. Breath is presence. Breath animates all of this. And at any moment in time that you desire to be more connected to life and to presence, cultivate a space for breath. And it can be as mm. simple as a count of five in, focusing on your heart, and just a count of five out, or whatever other configuration that feels right to you. And just being in that breath, being in that inflow, that outflow, that masculine, mm. that feminine, that light, that darkness. And just mm. come back to that rhythm because that is the language of creation and the fast track way to connecting to what is true, which is not the stories in your mind, but the breath in your lungs. Well, and, and I'll, I'll share this with everybody. Uh, when Nikhil and I got on this call, I was in what I would consider ugly breakdown, like snot coming out of my nose, tears. And I was like, can I be a victim for a minute, basically? And I was like, oh, and then on the other side of it, though, and I mean, right on the other side of it, in my notebook, I started mapping out. I was like, we could do this. We could do this. We could do this. We could do this. And he's like looking at me. I'm like, oh, shit. God damn it, Nikhil. Okay, I got it. I got it, right? And so I say this because I don't ever want anybody to feel bad and wrong. It can feel insurmountable to have a vision and to have responsibility and to have people that you care for. And it takes a lot to build a kingdom. And, uh, you know, it's not always roses and rainbows, but it, it's up to us to really, really honor ourselves and give ourselves a chance. And breath is the most powerful present way to be in the moment. Like it's what's real. And it's what reminds me, like I was in breakdown in a conversation yesterday and then I had a breakthrough, but I was in the middle of a Voxer message and Branson, my incredible son walked up to me, hugged me cause I was crying and then said, daddy, I can't get the remote to turn on. What button is it? And I was like, well, Bubby, is that why you're hugging? Well, I'm hugging cause you're sad daddy, but are you done? Like, can we turn? And I was like, Thank you, universe. Like, thank you. Thank you for bringing me back and bringing me present. And breath is huge. So for everybody listening, uh, Nikhil nailed it. If you would like, we have a breathwork session we recorded with one of my teachers as a gift for you. Just shoot us a DM on Instagram that says breath. We did it on the podcast. We have a separate training for you. We have it. It's 20 minutes of guided breath work if you'd like that, or just use the breathing that you have. But I would highly recommend bringing breath into a part of your day as many times as possible because I had a breathwork teacher teach me this. And he said, You know, I don't know. He was teaching me this through the lens of cold therapy. He's like, You want to know why you're freezing? I'm like, why? He's like, Because you're talking and talking isn't breathing. That's the biggest mistake human beings make is talking is not breathing. And most people don't breathe. The average human is supposed to take five and a half breaths per minute as the ideal respiratory rate. And so we can all breathe more. Breath is life. Breath is the secret. It's what gives us life. And I promise you, it can only, only help. 
and breath is your easiest tool back into yourself, back into your heart. And I promise you any clarity that comes in that space is only for you and only you can find it. You just have to find the tool to dig into that space. And for me, breath is a big one. So Nikhil, I love that you said that. Thank you. You're welcome, brother. So for everybody listening, I'm going to paint this picture real quick because I want every one of you to connect with this incredible man, Nikhil. He will be back on the show. We will expand on this. And I would love if you have any questions for us, you just shoot them to me in a DM and we will do round two for sure. But Nikhil, um, I can't do as Raya justice with how you Mm -hmm. describe it, but can you just take like a minute or two and let everybody know where they can find you, what you're up to, how they can connect Mm -hmm. with you? Beautiful. So the project, the movement that I'm co-weaving together alongside Stephanos and um, George was one of our first founding citizens and just an incredible cadre of humans. It's a, it's a space, it's a sanctuary for, for co-creation to unite, to, to learn, to grow, to thrive, to, to authentically connect, to, to innovate, to receive, to listen and to grow together and to actually architect new systems and new ways, new, 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 new ways of being that also honor ancestral tradition and challenging ourselves and literally leading at the pioneer, um, at the forefront of, of consciousness. And it looks like many things because it, it's dynamic, it's emergent, but it's a, it's a space where visionaries, change makers, leaders, purpose-driven entrepreneurs can come and receive and align with the other you know, way showers and change makers that are building together. You know? So mm-hmm. that's really the heart of the creation. And the invitation is to come and to build together because yeah. this world that we are co-creating is one where we literally are an organism. We're not in silos anymore. We open our heart in the same way that you've opened your heart to me and me to you. That is what it's gonna, gonna take. You know? so, Visit asraya.io. Uh, it's a word that was given to me in the jungle when I asked the tree and the jungle, what is the name of this creation? Asraya, and it was a Sanskrit word, which means refuge, base, mm. one who offers. So it's a sanctuary where we get to receive, create, and preserve and safeguard what is meaningful, what is pure, what is valuable, not just for this generation, but for other generations. And and build something together, you know? So I'll, I'll, oh. I'll leave it there. Well, I couldn't think of a better way, a better fortune cookie, or a better focus to end the show than support, create, align, do it together, focus on what matters, be in your heart, be in your breath, be the leader. That's what we get to be up to. And so for everybody, I would say at minimum, and we'll have all the links in the show notes, but shoot Nikhil a message on Instagram. His Instagram is primal.alchemy. And send him some words of gratitude, send him some words of love, send him some thank yous, and we'll be back for another one. But brother, I honor you. I appreciate you being here, and I love you to pieces. Love you too, brother. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And for everybody listening, this has been another episode of the Mind of George Show, so don't make me fly through the computer and come kick you in the shins to do your breath. And so it doesn't work unless you work it, so work it because you're worth it. Thank you, 12 Steps, for letting me steal that. But most importantly, remember, relationships will always beat algorithms, especially the one with yourself. So we'll see you in the next episode.